Thank you for listening to the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCurry, your host, and today I'm being joined by Drew Dixon. Drew leads the Explore the Bible student team for LifeWay, and Drew, we're going to be looking at session three, which is verses 19, excuse me, chapter 19, verses 19 through 29 of Job. Thank you for being with us today. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, this passage, these verses in, uh, in chapter 19, carry these three big ideas of failing friends, a living redeemer, and warning issued. Uh, that first one I mentioned, failing friends, looks at verses 19 through 22. In those verses, Job expressed his frustration about his friends and their failure to show compassion and comfort. He went so far as to betray his family and friends as having turned against him. Job appealed to his friends to show kindness to him. The main point that we can learn from this particular section of the passage is that people enduring hardships need others to show compassion to them. In the next section, verses 23 through 27, we've entitled that living redeemer. In these verses, Job desired that his words be recorded as a testimony for future generations. He declared his confidence in God who would affirm Job's claim to innocence. Job affirmed life after death, pointing to God's personal presence being seen and experienced. We're going to talk more about that particular section because that's where he makes his declaration is that he knows his Redeemer lives. In verses 28 through 29, we've entitled that section, A Warning Issued. And here, Job warned his friends that they too face the judgment of God. The friends had some strong accusations against Job, and they would be judged by the same standard as they proposed. The key thought here for us is that believers can lovingly warn others of God's judgment to be faced by all. Let's look at some of the questions that we anticipate being asked. First of all, Drew, how can being with a crowd make us more lonely? Because here, here Job is, he's surrounded by his friends, but yet he seems more lonely. But how, how can we how can we deal with that? It's uh, <clears throat> It can be rough sometimes to have a lot of friends mm -hmm. if those friends are not uh, don't share your your values or um, certainly when they don't believe you. I think that's the really frustrating thing for Job is that uh, he knows he hasn't uh, he's not deserving of the suffering that he's going through that he hasn't like earned it through his bad behavior. Um, I mean that's sort of like the big theme of this book is that um, suffering is not actually always because we messed up and sinned and deserve, you know, uh, one of the key themes of the book of Job, I think, is this just reality that we live in a world that's difficult and full of suffering sometimes. And, um, and so, yeah, uh, Job's pretty frustrated because he knows, he knows he's not in the wrong and his friends keep saying, nope, actually you are. <laughs> and they say it over and over and over and, you know, uh, 18 chapters of it, basically not 18, but almost, it feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Can you imagine yeah. how much fun that was to sit there and hear that for that long from Joe? Oh gosh. Yeah. And they make some pretty compelling arguments. I mean, they, these guys, uh, seem to know what they're talking about in some ways, but they're, but they're dead wrong about Job. That's the problem. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've ever been in a situation where, nobody believe where you know you're being accused of something and you know you didn't do it nobody believes you i mean that's that's rough 
Um, and it happens more than, you know, more than you think in this day and age, I think there's a lot of times when, their, when their faulty theology happens. got in the way of them seeing the truth here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so I think, um, I think you have to get through that kind of situation, uh, where, where you're dealing with friends who just don't believe you or don't stand by you. Um, when you know you're in the right, I think you have to have like, um, this sounds like a, I don't want mean to, for this to sound like a church answer, you know, <laughs> but, but you have to have a, a faith that's deeper than surface level, I think, um, to, to be able to withstand this kind of, this kind of stuff. Um, you have to know that you have a God who's, who's going to see you through in the end. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I mean, I, I think about some of the things that like Paul had to endure, um, he was constantly uh, being persecuted, and I think it was his faith in, in Christ that sustained him in those moments, you know. Um, so, yeah, I which, think. Which reminds us why it was so important for Job to make the declaration that his Redeemer lives, because um, that's where that's his right. faith and his confidence is, is in his mm -hmm. Redeemer. Can, can you help us unpack that idea of Redeemer a little bit? So uh, the term, uh, and I believe you were going to talk about the pack item that we have on this, but uh, but the term literally means like it's it's the idea of like someone who would purchase someone out of slavery, um, or it could refer to like a relative who stands up for um, for a, a, a you know relative that's in debt um, and pays their debt, and so it's this kind of idea of of someone stepping in and and paying a debt that that you couldn't possibly pay. Um, in Job's sense, in Job's uh, case, I don't think he's using it in the sense of like someone needs to pay my sin debt, but he's using it in the sense of of I need someone to step in and set the record straight, you know. Um, and uh, and ultimately, I think you know there there's debate about whether he's hoping for for some some outside source, some friend or relative to step in, or whether he's looking to God as, as that role. And I think. I think there's a really strong case for the latter that it's that he's looking to God ultimately, um, because he says, you know, I know that my redeemer lives and, you know, ultimately he's hoping that God is going to going to prove him right, you know, going to show that he 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 was not in sin, that he's not suffering because of his own, um, you know, foolish decisions. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I think that's that's what's going on here. Um, you know, he could be looking for both. At this point, I think Job wants anybody as well yeah. open to anybody yeah. who yeah. would step in and say, "Hey, um, I believe you. Like, I believe that you're not in the wrong here." You mentioned the pack item. That's pack item thirteen. It's a handout, and it looks like the word re that's translated "redeemer" in the Old Testament. There's three different words: uh, pada, kapar, and gaal. Uh, those three words are are listed. And then a definition or understanding of those three words. The third one, Gaal, is the one that's most significant here in this study. But the idea would be to, to do, distribute uh, the pack item, create three teams, and a, an individual could be a team. So you've got three people in the group. You could give one person, and you've got each one of them this assignment, and you assign one of them the first word, one the second, one the third, for them to look at that information there's Bible verses associated with or listed in each one of the sections. They can look at those Bible verses, see how that particular word for redeemers used and get and then have everybody report back together and get a fuller understanding of redeemer. The Bible skill also 
points to that, but uh, it's not mentioned necessarily in the 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 uh, teaching plans. But this pack item, pack item thirteen, is. But you could marry the two where you do the the Bible skill because the Bible skill tells you to look at a Bible dictionary. Well, this entry comes from the Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary, so you can use that instead of handing someone a dictionary. You could use this handout and get that information and do that activity with it, help them understand that idea a little bit further. Job makes the point that it's not just a redeemer, but it's my redeemer. The personal pronoun is used here, my redeemer. Why is that important, Drew, for him to declare, this is my redeemer in verse 25? I think it uh, <clears throat> indicates you know, a personal um, faith on the part of Job is that he believes that his God will stand up for him, uh, that this wasn't just like, um, you know, eventually someone will believe me, you know, <laughs> you know, eventually someone will, will come around. He'll say, no, Job, you're not completely wrong. Um, I think he, he, he believes that, uh, so, so like some translations capitalize redeemer there, um, because it seems, it seems like Job's looking for divine, um, you know, uh, uh, help in this moment, someone, a to, defender, to, someone who yeah, will defend him. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, you know, ultimately Job's, I think looking to God, uh, and maybe even potentially looking forward to a future Messiah who would set the record straight about, about him and about like all things. Job issues a warning at the end of this section. Uh, how does doing so demonstrate the kind of compassion that he so desperately was in need of at this time in his life. Yeah. Yeah. So the warning here um, <coughs> kind of reminds us that, uh, that we all are going to face the judgment of God one day. Um, you know, his friends had really been after his case and uh, he wanted to point out like, look, Hey, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to have to face this, the same standard, you know, the, the, the way you're judging me harshly, like uh, you ought to consider whether you uh, measure up. And so I think when we read this passage, it should cause us all to kind of go like, um, to take a step back and think about not only the state of our own lives um, and, and whether, you know, whether we're judging um, ourselves accurately, but then also like to consider whether we tend to, and we all like, this is, this is a problem every human being has at various times in our lives where we have a tendency to judge other people a lot more harshly than we judge ourselves. Um, we have a tendency to see the sins of others a lot more clearly than we can see our own. And so, you know, reminded when Jesus said to take the log out of our own eye before we, we take the speck out of our brother's eye. Um, and I think, <laughs> you know, I think, I think Job's friends needed, needed to hear that. And I think a lot of times, in this day and age, you know, we do as well. It's easy to tell everybody what's wrong with them and ignore what's wrong with us. Mm -hmm. We see here with Job. Yep. What does Job issuing this warning tell us about his character? In, in that same vein, how do we exhibit that same kind of care to our friends and those who are, uh, who we relate to? Like we tend to think of judgment as a bad thing. A lot of times, and, and it's really, biblically speaking, it's not a bad thing. Judgment is is good because God in judgment is going to set the record straight. He's It's his process of making things right. Um, judgment is, is not just punishment. 
that's part of it sometimes, but judgment is God stepping in and saying like, no, what's going on in this situation is, is not good. It's not, it's not my plan. It's not what I want for the world. And so, um, you know, the fact that Job, um, that what he says about judgment here, I think should challenge us to, uh, to, to, you know, rethink how we think about judgment. And then the second thing I would say is I think this passage challenges us too to think about how we, um, how we interact with people who are suffering. I mean, just look at the way Job's just had it <laughs> with his friends in this passage. And I think, I think we should read that and go like, okay, when I have friends who are suffering, let's not jump to conclusions, right? Let's hear them out. Let's hear their story. Let's, um, when people are going through difficult times, I think we can have, sometimes as Christians, we can have this like, for lack of a better word, like an easy believism kind of, you know, where we're like, if you just trust God, everything would be fine, you know, and, and, you know, you need to do X, Y, and Z and your situation would be fine. Um, you know, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, we, uh, we almost view Christianity as a self-help book. You know, the, the message of Job is that life is broken and it's, it's broken in complex ways. And so as followers of Jesus, we should see people, when we see people who are suffering and going through difficult times, let's take a step back and, and make sure we're loving them and hearing them out and listening before we try and solve other people's problems. In session one, when uh, Mike Livingston was on with me, we had a long conversation about that. The main point here with Job uh, that he points to is that we should trust. It's about trusting him, about trusting yeah. God. Mm -hmm. That means trusting him when things are good and things are bad. He didn't yeah. change. God didn't change either way in this structure. We see that uh, truth being born out here as we think about ourselves compared to God. We allow situations to impact who we are, yet God doesn't allow anything, any situation to impact who he is. He's in control either way. Are there any other key thoughts or ideas that you would share with us from Job chapter 19. It would it personally struck me when I was working on this lesson for students was just that that whole thing about how do we how do we respond to because seeing the way Job responds to his quote unquote friends, you know, uh just makes me think like it's really important to to consider how we how we love and serve and and listen to uh people who are going through difficult times. Um you know, I know this isn't the story. <laughs> the story of Job isn't one where he he has a friend who goes like, hey, uh, let, let's talk about this and let me hear your side. And I care about you. And let's 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 talk about this. Let's pray together. Um, but imagine if he had, you know, <laughs> that's oh, what yeah. I think about. Imagine if he had a friend who just would have slowed down and said like, hey, man, what's going on? Let's let's work through this. Drew, I appreciate you being with us today. Before we go, let me remind everybody out there about Extra. Uh, we identify a current news event and describe a way of using that news story to introduce and conclude the group time. The file's free and it works with the group plans in the adult leader guide and the leader helps in the adult daily discipleship guide. You can find these ideas on the Explore the Bible website by typing the following in your web browser. Go explorethebible.com forward slash leader extras and that's with no spaces. Go explorethebible.com forward slash leader extras. Thank you for listening to us today. We hope you will encourage other teachers to tune in next week as we look at session four. Ken Brady will be joining me. We'll be looking at Job chapter 28, verses 12 through 28, and we'll discover that God's wisdom is found in fearing and obeying.